man, our series, I am so excited. I cannot, ex- just, I can't contain my excitement for this morning. I am so glad that you're here. And let's go ahead and dive in. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians is kind of in the middle of the New Testament. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to give a Bible to you this morning to use. You just throw your hand up and, and man, we'll get a, a lead, one of our leaders will bring you a Bible. And if you don't have a Bible that's like personally yours, take that Bible and it's yours and we want to give you that as a free gift from us to you you take that home you use it you bring it back and every Sunday morning every Wednesday night just know we will use our Bibles so we want you to bring those especially because we know the Bible app is really good and I use it a lot in a pinch but as soon as we get a text message we get a snapchat we get a, a Facebook message notification something pops up we chase that and so what we, we have a hard time chasing things when we got the Word of God here. And even if you read ahead or before, or excuse me, read ahead or read before, man, it's all good because we're right here on it. And so this morning, we want you to dive into 2 Corinthians with us as we start our new Sunday morning series over the next few weeks called Made New. Today is just kind of an intro to that. And my goal this morning, hopefully, one, is to leave you encouraged, leave you encouraged. I want you to walk away stoked about who God is and what he's done in your life and because of what he has called you to through Christ and in Christ. And we're excited about this morning. We're excited to see what God potentially do through and in you guys. So the second thing is I hope you guys have your note sheets. We've, we've put one of these on all the tables and in every chair. And this is, this is really cool because it has the announcements on the back and then it has our, our logo and stuff on here. But we want you to use this portion right here. Here's the deal. And here's why we use this every week. And here's why we give you one of these every week. Because if you're like me, which a lot of you are like me in this sense, when we hear something, we will retain about I don't know, 20% as we walk out the doors. But if we read and write stuff down and we get these things down in notes and we, we physically do something to put it down, there's a, more ch- it's a better chance of about 60 to 70% you'll remember as you walk out these doors. So this morning is going to be super simple. This morning is going to be super, uh, super in-depth because of two words, and we'll get to that here in a minute. And uh, we're just, we're excited that you're here. We're excited that we're starting off today. It's just gonna be uh, just a stinking huge day, and I'm so glad that you're here. Now, we, we have this new theme. Every year, it seems like uh, with a new year, we have new themes and we have new, re- new Year's resolutions. We talked about that last week, we, or excuse me, a couple weeks ago. And it always seems like we, it revolves around a newness. We have a new year coming up. We have 2016. We're in this new year. We're, we're, we have a new set. So for some of us, we have a new set of classes. Some of you bought some new clothes for this year. Some of you got a new fresh fade for this year. Uh, Ray's a little upset at me because I I got my hair cut, but it had to be done. You know, it's a new year, new do. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, and a lot of us, we have those new things. You got some new kicks. Some of you got a new bow tie this morning. You're rocking it out. Some of you, just there's a newness, and there's something about new stuff. You know, I know a lot of you like brand new books. Some of you are like, ah, new book. And, then, and you love it. It's, it's new. 
Some of you have new friends and some of you have new followers and there's a lot of newness and there's so much excitement about being or something that is new and we need to think about this morning and what I want you to think about is being made new in a spiritual sense. All that other stuff is physical, all that, you know, haircut, shoes, friend, all that stuff is, is physical. But this morning, I want to just venture just a, a little outside of the realm of the physical and go to the spiritual. And this morning, I want to talk about what it means to be made new in Christ. And, and, and it, it, it sounds like really super deep at the surface level. It's like, oh man, I don't, how did being made new? I, I, I don't understand. But as a believer and for the believer, this is something that if you grasp it, if you understand it, this is one of those truths that will just light you up and get you on fire and pump you up for Jesus. And that's what I want today. So, so the second, or the first thing was encouragement. The second is I want you to be pumped up. As we leave here, I want you to be excited. I do not want, listen, my prayer every Sunday morning is the same. I've prayed this for years and I don't slack on my prayer, is that you would leave different than the way you came into this place. Whether it be in the STS, whether it be up in big church, we don't want you to leave the same. Because the power of the gospel and the truth of the spirit and what he's called us, he, it, it revives us. It pumps us up. And it gets us excited. As a, for, as a believer and for believers this morning, that's what we want. So if you call yourself a Christian today, I hope and my prayer is that you'll be excited when you leave these doors. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you say, I don't know him as my personal Savior and Lord, my prayer is that today you will understand the bigness and the hugeness of, and the vastness of being made new and why it's so exciting. Cool? Let's pray together. God, I love you so much. And I thank you for these students. God, I pray that you would speak to us over the next few moments. God, I pray that you would put me aside and you would put you ahead. And everything I say is your words. It's not Ryan's. And God, I pray that these students, these adults would leave here excited, pumped up about you. Because Jesus, if we know you as our Lord and Savior, you have made us new. You've made us new. And Lord, I pray that we live in that newness every day. And we don't forget about that newness every day. So Lord, I pray that you speak to us now. And we love you, Jesus. And it's in his holy, precious, awesome name we pray. As we look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we're going to dive into one verse this morning, one verse. We're going to kind of skip around over the next few weeks and look at some verses before and behind it. But this morning, we're going to dive into one verse, and it's verse 17. So look at your neighbor and say, I'm ready. And then look at your other neighbor and say, you ready? Then look at one of them and just say, let's do this. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something a little different this morning. We have the slide up of our verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And I want us all to say it together. It's really simple. It's a short verse. I'm going to come down here. Can I sit next to you, bro? And we're going to say this together. Here, right, here we go. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. Now, y'all said it almost right. But Mac, there's an exclamation point at the end of that. So if you see an exclamation point, what's the point of that exclamation? You're supposed to exclaim, right? Okay, so, all right. 
Amen. So, let's try it again. Y'all say it. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new is gone. That was close, Mac. So close. Micah, I need you to help Mac out a little bit. He's got that deep voice, so it kind of drowns out. But I need to, I want to I hear you this morning, Mac. You got me? All right, I got you. <laughs> he said, all right, I got you. For those, all right, one more time. Here we go. We're going to grasp it. Here we go. If he is a new that's what I'm talking about. The new has come. And I just stole your pen. Sorry about that. Now, here's the deal. We could read this verse, and there's so much truth and so much depth in these. We need to throw it right back up there. I'm still using it if you don't mind. There's, there's, there's so much truth and so much depth in this one verse, and it's really short. And it's one of those verses that today you probably could walk out of here memorized. And this is one of those verses that you could walk out of this place and go, this is for me. I can take this verse. It's one of those verses that's so huge. But I want to talk about two words this morning. Two words. In Christ. In Christ. Write that down. If you're taking notes, I hope you are. Write those two words down. In Christ. Christ. Today, we're going to center our whole talk, our whole morning this morning in STS around those two words, in Christ. Y'all say, in Christ. Yes. Say it one more time, in Christ. Yes. That's what we're going to talk about this morning, being in Christ. These two words are prolific. They are huge for the believer. These two words should pump us up and get us so excited in the down times, in the low times. These two words should get us so excited when we see them in worship, we ought to get pumped up and lift our hands and close our eyes and worship our king because it's all about being in Christ. Let me explain. The definition for Christ, most of you, if you've ever heard me speak, I love to Google things, and uh, I, I love to look up the definitions for things, you know, Webster's Dictionary, and, and basically, I just Google it, you know what I'm saying? You look at your neighbor and say, Google it. That's what I do. So here's the deal. I Googled the definition for Christ, and some of you are like, that's just Jesus' last name. No, it's not. It really isn't. Christ, here is the definition for Christ. Write this down. If you're taking notes, I hope you are. Christ, anointed or chosen one. Christ, anointed or chosen one. And we will look at these words and we see in Christ, in the anointed or chosen one, in Christ. Christ. And so we need to think about this. How, is this. how does this deal with you? How does this get to your world? How does this land where you are in your school and with your friends and in your home life and in your church? How does this land in your world? Well, let me explain. It's real simple. Three things. Three things. Write this down. In Christ, your past is forgotten. In Christ, your past is forgotten. Listen, because of what God did, he loved us so much that he sent his only son, Jesus, to come to this earth to live a perfect life, to give us an example to how to live, 
but ultimately to die on the cross. And this is, you've heard this story, for most of you, you've heard it so many times, but too many times when we come in and we hear it at church, it just goes in one ear and out the other because it's just something we hear all the time. Because that's what we hear at church, we hear about Jesus. But does it really grip you that Jesus, a perfect person, 100% God and 100% man, came to earth and took the penalty for sin, which is death, that we deserved. We deserve to have nails driven through our hands. We deserve to have nails driven through our feet. We deserve to be beaten beyond recognition. You deserve it, and you deserve it, and you deserve it, and you deserve it, and I deserve it. We deserve that, but Jesus, because he was God, and because he was man, and because he was the son of God, he came and hung on that cross and took our sins that we might be forgiven. That we might be forgiven. That's one of those verses, that it, or one of those things that we hear, man, if you're a believer, that's one of those deals are like, yes. I don't have to go to the cross. I don't have to go to the cross because Jesus went to the cross for me. I don't have to go to the cross. And in that, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he breathed his last breath and he died. Three days later, he rose from the dead. And man, if, we, if he would have died just then and just stayed in the grave, he would have just been a good man just someone who lived a good life. But because he rose from the day, grave, he gave us life. Psalm 103, write that down. Psalm 103, verse 12. It says, our sins have been tossed as far as the east is from the west. As far as the east is from the west. They never touch. They never come back. They never shift directions. God has tossed our sin as far as the east is from the west. He has forgotten because of what Christ has done on the cross. And too many times, too many times we live as, as believers and we live as Christians, too many times we live in this place where we remind ourselves of the, our sin. And the enemy will bombard us and say you're not good enough or you're not smart enough. Or you're not, you're, not, you're not spiritual enough. I thought you were a Christian. And we go and we lay our heads on our pillows and we, we're so angry at ourselves. And we're so disappointed at ourselves. But let me tell you something. In Christ, your past is forgotten. When Jesus saved you, your past is past. There's no bringing it back up. We ask forgiveness and we have to go to God. Does God know when we mess up? Absolutely. Does he know when we fail? Sure. Every, he knows before we're gonna mess up. But we ask forgiveness and we talk to God so we can recognize, God, I am messed up. I have messed up and I need you to forgive me. I need you to forgive me. It's not a, you messed up, you need to get saved again. It's God, I've messed up and I need your forgiveness. And in that moment, your past is forgotten. In that moment, don't bring it up again. Flee from evil and don't bring it back up. Your past is forgotten. Say your past is forgotten. forgotten. All right, say it like you mean it, man. Your past is forgotten. Your past is forgotten. forgotten. Stop living like it is in the present. Because here's the deal. Number two, 
your present is protected. Number two, in Christ, your present is protected. As I was saying, you're locked in. You're locked in in your salvation. There's nothing you can do to make God love you anymore, and there's nothing that you can do to make God love you any less in Christ. You are protected. You see, it's salvation. Paul says in Ephesians, it's one of those cool verses. I love Ephesians. That's probably one of my favorite books. My life verse comes out of Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I love Ephesians. But that first chapter in Ephesians, kind of midway down, I can't remember exactly the verse. It might be like 10, 11, something like that. It says you are at salvation, you are sealed, you are marked with the Holy Spirit. When you breathe in that first reborn air, when you're made new, that Holy Spirit comes inside you. And he lives inside you. And he walks with you. He lives with you. And it says that you are sealed. As a king would seal a scroll. As a king would seal an envelope. Do you know how they used to do that? They would take a, a candle and they would drop wax. And they would seal that envelope. And what they would do is they would take their ring and they would push it in the wax. And it would have their insignia on it. Saying this is from the king. That's exactly how we are. Our present is protected because we are locked in with him forever. Forever. Because of that being in Christ that our present is protected, we need to live like that. We need to live in that moment. We don't need to keep acting like the world. We need to act like Jesus. We need to stop acting and doing what the world does. And we need to act like Jesus because our present is protected in Christ because we have Christ living in us. This is big stuff. That's one of those moments where we say, man, there's nothing I can do to sin enough to get God to forget about me. But here's the deal. You cannot... Forget about his grace. And you cannot take advantage of his mercy just because your present is protected. It's not a, a get out of hell free card. It's not one of those moments where we make a decision to say, I follow Christ and that's it. I follow Christ and I, I can live like I want. No, 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 no. Being a Christian's hard. When we ask Jesus to save us and we ask Jesus to forgive us, th some things have to change. I think Paul says in first, I think it's first Timothy, set an example for the believers in speech and life and love and faith and purity. Set an example to the believers. I would hate for anybody to look at us and go, hmm, I wonder why they posted that. I wonder why they said that. I wonder why they went there. I wonder why they did this. Now, granted, I understand we make mistakes. I understand sometimes we fall. I understand that we mess up. I get it. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not negating those facts of, of, of falling down every once in a while. But when we habitually sin, and our sin turns into iniquity, and it's something that we just do, and then we just do and do and do, that's, that's a problem. Because we're in Christ. And in those times, in those moments, in those, those, those shortcoming moments of pain, we remember that we're locked in with Jesus and we're pre our present is protected. And Jesus is right there with us. And the Holy Spirit resides in us and we can talk to God 
through Jesus. Our present is protected. Someone say present is protected. Number three. So our past is forgotten. Our present is protected. Check this out. Number three, our future is positive. Our future is positive. This is not biblical, what I'm about to say. You will not find this in the Bible. So let me just say, uh, uh, let me just preface this next statement with this is not, you're not going to find this in Scripture. And you say, Ryan, why are you saying it then? Well, I just want to give, just, just go with me here. You'll understand. When John sees heaven, when John sees heaven in Revelation, it's one of those books you fellows love to read because you're like, oh man, there's like flying grasshoppers and they look like all this stuff. People are bombing each other and it's just like seven-headed beasts and like, yeah, but it's deep. But when John sees heaven, he describes heaven as a cube, like a, a literal cube. But listen, this cube is humongous. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's a big old cube. And now, he says that the walls, I forget that it's 15, and whether it's 15 feet or 15 meters, it's, it's, it's wide. But it's diamond. It's diamond. See-through. See-through. So, cube, it's crystal or diamond. It's see-through. It's not glass. It's, it's impenetrable. It's 15, big. And you're saying, Ryan, you don't know your facts. Well, it's in Scripture. That part is in Scripture. Here's the part that I want to just throw your way. So, I take my dog out at night. And I look outside, and I look out my, my French doors, and I see that it's dark. It's dark outside. And the only light that shows on the outside is the light that's in the house. But it's dark. I look through the windows. It's dark. And I take my dog out. I take Chloe. She's a 130-pound English Mastiff. She is just like, she's a beast. And she's just awesome. And so we take her out, and, and I go out to the woods, and I look back at my house, and I can see every, everything inside my house. Like I can see my, my, uh, my kitchen, and I can see my dining room table, and I can see the lights. I can see everything inside my house. My perspective has changed. It's different. Now, I say all that to throw it back in the biblical, spiritual realm. Okay? Hell is bad. We get that. You're going, duh, hell's bad. Fire, it's hot, the worm dieth not, all that stuff. I get it. You know, it's eternal torment. Eternal torment. But what if? What if? On the other side of heaven, on the other side of those walls, in that darkness for eternity, that hell is right on the other side. And forever that you're looking in, looking through those crystal walls and you'll never be able to get to Jesus. You'll never be able to go through. You'll never be able to see him. And the whole point of that whole story, the whole point is that hell is a real place, and for eternity you will be separated from Christ. You'll never, you'll never have a chance to be with Christ again. But, but if you are in Christ, 
you are locked in with him forever, forever, forever. Man, your future is positive because you get to spend eternity with Jesus forever. There's nothing that we can do. Is if we're in Christ, we get to be with him forever. We get to stay with him. There's no sun in heaven because the glory of the sun lights all of heaven. It is huge. That's exciting. Man, some of you are just going, yeah, that's pretty cool, I guess. No, you don't get it. It's awesome. And I say that word a thousand times a day. I get it, but this is awesome. We get, thank you, someone. Listen, we get to be with Christ forever. Our future is positive, and there's so much to be in Christ in these two little words. For the believer, there's so much that you need to understand in these two little words, in Christ. And some of you, I don't want you just to come to church and just sit in these, these chairs and I know I get pumped up and I'm not mad, trust me. I'm just passionate about this. Because too many times we come in, we sit in our chairs and we sit in our same spots and we sit and we just sit. And we just go, all right, I'm gonna check this off for the day. I came to church. I don't care what people say. I'm, I might go sit with the students. I, I don't know. It'd be cool. But I'm gonna check it off. My parents told me to come. Uh, you know, I got up. I'm, I mean, it's Sunday morning. I'm not gonna do anything else. I might as well go to church. And you come in here and you sit in your chairs and you fold your arms, you sit back, or you sit next to your friend, you're Snapchatting the whole time, and you don't pay attention. But God has a reason that you're here, especially if you're a believer in Christ. It's to encourage you and to get you excited about being in Christ. In Christ. We had a student get saved at uh, Strength to Stand. And, and when she got saved, it, like, it tore me up. I was blubbering like a little baby. I was just, man, I was just crying and w just excited. Oh, man, it was huge. And, and that's what happens. When people get saved, I get pumped up because life changed. The old is gone, the new has come. We'll talk about that in the next few weeks. It is just huge, and it's such a big deal. But when this young lady came down and she said, I, I, I've, I've played church for too long. I've, I've, I've made the, you know, the, the head change, but I want to make my heart change. I want to make it for real this time for real I need to ask Jesus to save me she got so excited the student ministry got pumped up her parents got pumped up it was a huge big old stinking party going on in heaven and there was a party going on at strength to stand it was big but we got home and I get this text I love it when you guys text me I feel so honored that you you could text anybody in the whole world but you you text a dork like me and just say what's up and I love it but this young lady texted me, and I don't think she, I'm not embarrassing her, I'm not calling her out, I'm just saying how proud I am of her, because she sent her friend, she cared enough about her friend to share the gospel the best way she could with her friend over text message. She sent it to me, and she goes, is this good? Whoo, it was, it was killer. She shared what God had done, and had done in her life, how he had saved her and how he made her new, that he get to, she gets to spend eternity with, in, with heaven, in heaven with Jesus. And I was pumped up. I was, oh, whoo, I could have like done a backflip. And I can't do a backflip, but I would have tried. would have broke my neck like scorpion, but I would have done it. 
Here's the deal, because that pumps me up, because in Christ we are made new. In Christ we receive hope. In Christ we receive love. In Christ we receive joy. In Christ we, we receive peace. In Christ we receive comfort. In Christ we receive grace. In Christ we receive mercy. In Christ we, re we receive Christ. The anointed one makes us anointed. In Christ. Man, if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. Because we are in Christ, man. Here's the deal. We can't keep doing this thing and just keep doing this thing like usual. If we are in Christ, we are a new creation. Put that verse, there it is. You already have two steps ahead of me, kid. You got it. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. And let me pose this question. Do we live like this verse? Do we live like this verse? And some of you are sitting there thinking, right, man, Ryan, whew. That five-hour energy in that Red Bull got to him this morning. Amen. But here's the deal. I get pumped up. I get excited. I get jazzed. I get whatever words you want to use, lit. <laughs> listen, about what Jesus has done for us. Listen, because listen, I am in Christ. I am in Christ and my prayer is that you are in Christ as well. And if you say that you're a believer in this place, that when we go upstairs and we worship, it won't be the same. We're sitting together as a student ministry. Who cares if we lift our hands? Who cares if we close our eyes? Who cares if we sing out as loud as we can to, because we're singing to an audience of one? It doesn't matter who's sitting behind us. It doesn't matter who's sitting beside us. We're singing to the King of Kings. And when we're sitting there and, and the Holy Spirit moves through Dr. Michael and, and he, we're just taking notes and we're seeing what God has for us, we absorb it because it's, it's something that we're here for life change. And so for the believer in this place this morning, man, be pumped up. Be encouraged because you are in Christ. You are in Christ. Look at your neighbor and say, I am in Christ. And you say, that's awkward. That's strange. So look at your other neighbor and say, I am in Christ. Now here's the deal. Look at me. Look at me right here. I'm going to say it boldly and I'm going to say it loud. And I'm going to say it proud because I am in Christ. And I am a new creation. The old, listen, is gone. The new has come. And because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of what God did through his son Jesus, I am alive and I'm allowed to live in him because he's predestined me to fall in love with him before the beginning of time. Psalm 139 says, he knit me together in my mother's womb so that I might live for him. And for you, those of you who called on him and those of you who will call on him, that is you too. And that's something to get pumped up about. That's something to get excited about. We cannot leave this place the same. We got to be excited. We got to be excited, man. We get excited about football and we get excited about dance. We get excited about snow. 
and we get excited about pancakes. We get excited about cars, and we get excited about music. We get excited about all these other things. But let me tell you, friend, we got to get excited about Jesus. We got to get excited about Jesus. Let's stand together. Nobody talk, just stand together. We did this a few weeks ago, and I want you to put your arm around your neighbor, and I want you to put your arm around your friends. This morning, we are STS. And we do this together because we are in Christ. Most of you say you're believers, and I'm so proud of that. Let's live like it. If you don't know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, come find me. Come find an adult. Say, can you explain this to me? I would love to talk to you. I would love to have the opportunity to do that. Man, we're in this together. God, I love you so much. I thank you for these teenagers. God, I pray that you would just grab a hold of their hearts this morning and you would remind them of how much truth is in Christ. That this morning we don't leave this place the same as we came. We leave encouraged and we get home and say, Mom, I am in Christ. And we say it boldly. We go to school and we tell our friends, I am in Christ. The old is gone, the new is come. God, I pray that this morning you would just show up in the student ministry. That today would be the day. Today would be the day, God. I love you so much and I thank you for them. Everybody look up here. Keep your arm around your neighbor. Listen, you are loved. And this, this is home. Let me tell you something. We are here for you. So you are loved and this is home and we are here for you. Remember that as you go through this week.